grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We're talking about the gospel reading today, about being connected with Jesus. And it happens as Jesus comes to us and rescues us. As he claims us as his own. As he makes us part of his family, his children, water baptism. We ground to our sinful nature and we are resurrected to new life. You and I, people of God, connected to Jesus. He's claimed us. He's given us faith, made us alive spiritually, offered us eternal life in heaven, forgiveness of sin, his power, his love, day by day. We are connected to him, motivated by gratitude and thankfulness and love to follow him and obey him and to do all that he, like, all that he calls us to do, like bear fruit. And that means the connection needs to stay strong and get stronger. A lot of people we know, including friends and relatives, are not connected to Jesus at all. That is part of our concern. But let's look at ourselves today and our connection with Jesus. And how important it is to stay connected to Him. Because if we are not staying connected to Jesus, we fall under God's judgment. This sweet, kind, gentle Jesus has words of judgment that are harsh. My Father will cut off every branch that does not bear fruit and will burn it up. Judge it. Where's that? But there are also those who have a very weak connection with Jesus. They've allowed it to get weaker and weaker over the years. And Jesus becomes less and less important to them. You get that? That's probably Jesus. There's <laughs> <laughs> a message for me saying, hurry up, get over here. <laughs> Our connection with Jesus is important. If we let it get weak, we become malnourished, we become unfruitful, and we fall under God's judgment. About four years ago, my daughter suffered two miscarriages of the 12-month period. <coughs> and finally, the doctors figured out what was going on. They didn't, they couldn't, they didn't diagnose it completely. They didn't know why it was happening. But at about five months, the baby stopped growing because it stopped receiving nutrients, nourishment, life from the mother. And the baby died. Everything had been going along fine. That's the Holy Spirit. Everything, everything had been going along fine in the pregnancy. The connection was strong. The baby was getting what it needed to grow. Until the connection was severed. We don't know why. 
the baby died. Did it happen to you? Sure. I've got relatives who are strong in the Lord, and somewhere along the line, they decided they did not need Jesus in their lives, and then the connection got weaker and weaker, and so far as I can tell, spiritually, they're dead. So, the vital necessity of staying connected to Jesus, if we are going to have life in Christ, eternal life in heaven, we need to stay connected to him. And that connection needs to be stronger and stronger all the time because the second point is God wants more fruit from us. He wants to make that connection stronger and stronger. So one of the things he does is prove. Ooh, that's kind of painful, doesn't it? Cutting off parts of our lives so that we become more fruitful for him? Reordering priority. What do I do with my money? Maybe I start spending, giving more of my money to build the kingdom of God rather than spending quite as much money on myself. Let me pose this question for you. If you are spending more money on your entertainment, eating out, vacations, whatever it may be. If you are spending more money on your entertainment than you are spending on building the kingdom of God, please reevaluate that in light of God's call to build his kingdom. Okay? I didn't say give more money to this church, although that would work too. <laughs> it's part of the kingdom of God. And that survey that you have there, which you all are working on right now, helps this congregation figure out how it can become even more effective in building the kingdom of God. So God prunes us. He takes some of our relationships and says, these are distracting you from your prayer life, your worship life, whatever it may be. You need to change the relationships. Oh, that is a hard to do also. But if I'm going to focus more and more attention on doing God's will, on bearing fruit for him, on being generous, on helping people, on spreading the good news, then maybe that relationship needs to be modified. So God prunes us so that we become more fruitful. He helps us the opportunities that are available to us. Because there are opportunities all around us that we don't even see, or we go, yeah, I don't want to be bothered. It's inconvenient. I don't have the time for it. Last November, my son-in-law, Brian, had the call to St. John Lutheran on the other side of Vancouver, the old part of Vancouver. And he and my daughter had really hurt me when they had moved from 
near us to Ohio. But they had, the bad thing was they had taken my grandchildren away. <laughs> so I told Ryan, I said, okay, if you move out here and bring your children with you, I will pay for your golf for a year. <laughs> now, I'm, I, I got this figured out. The guy hasn't played golf at all in two or three years. I'm home free. <laughs> so guess what? He moved here, and I've been paying for his golf ever since. <laughs> it's all good. The other day, we're playing golf. We're, and we get our money's worth, okay, playing golf. <laughs> We see a lot of the golf course. <laughs> and there's another couple, a man and woman, they're mid-30s, and so I say they're young because of the age of my children. Okay, that's my reality. And we're getting along fine, and they don't know we're preachers, and until toward the end of the, 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 the round. My son-in-law, Brian, is trying to hit golf shots under the ninth hole or last hole. And Chris, the man in the couple, is starting to ask him about spiritual things while Brian is swinging his golf club. He said, no wonder I screwed up the hole royally. He kept asking me about spiritual things. Praise the Lord. So evangelism on the golf course is good. And that justifies preachers going to play golf. There's nothing else that justifies it, but that's a good thing. The opportunities we have to share the good news. And God opens up, yeah, this is part of the pruning process. God opens our eyes to those opportunities. Our children, our grandchildren, our next door neighbors, our co-workers, whatever may have happened. I've had it happen to me and people I've played in orchestras and, and bands with. Out in the parking lot, talking about spiritual things. About hope and joy and forgiveness and pain and suffering and all that goes along with being a human being. But also that which goes along with being a human being who is connected to Jesus Christ. And so we see that it is important for us to stay connected to God. Because there's a lot working on us to disconnect us. To turn us away. So we need to pray. We need to read the Bible. We need to worship. I have conversations with people who have been Christian. They've been raised, but in the last 40 years, eh, they go to church when there's a funeral or a wedding, and that's about it. And so they say to me, I don't have to go to church in order to get to heaven, do I? And I say, no, but that's a screwed up question. I, I, I can be nice and polite and tactful, okay? Do you want to be in church? Do you realize what a privilege it is to get to be in church? To worship God with your fellow Christians around word and sacrament. Do you have the attitude where you realize you have to be in church because it's where you need to be to meet God, to praise Him, to adore Him, to be fed, to be encouraged. 
Will God be a church? Dramatically. Do I get to be a church? Yes. Okay? That's how we stay connected to God. And we are with our fellow Christians to, to listen and to care and to encourage and to receive their support also. When the Holy Spirit opens up our eyes and helps us develop our spiritual gifts and enables us to have that spiritual fruit that Sarah talked about. So we're committed to the Lord. We're in love with Jesus. We know that He is in our lives. And He makes the power available to strengthen that connection. Do we want that power? And the third final point, one of the results of staying connected. We become more available to God, more willing to serve. And we find joy in serving. Take Philip, that first reading for today. Just before that account, he is in Samaria. And the Samaritans and the Jews don't get along with each other. The worship is a little bit different. And they curse each other as mongrel dogs and you know, good stuff like that. Right? It, if the Jews were walking from Galilee to Jerusalem or the Vatican, they would, if, if they could, if they could at all, would go out of the way about several miles farther to get around Samaria without having to go through Samaria. Because they despise the Samaritans. And Philip was a Christian and he goes to Samaria to tell them about Jesus Christ. He's willing to do that which all of his training had led him to say, no, don't go there. Don't do it. Let him rot in hell. Go. <laughs> but instead, he, the Lord led him to Samaria where he witnessed. And then God says, go over here. It's, it's out, in the, out in the country. It's a road. A lot of people travel. It like to be risky. Could be dangerous, certainly inconvenient, because it was an area that had no Walmarts, no McDonald's, no 7-Eleven. It was, it was desolate. No cell phone reception. It was desolate. Philip doesn't argue. And he goes there, and God uses him to help change the life of that Ethiopian. <coughs> who may have helped start the Christian church in Ethiopia. What do we do? How willing are we to go serve others? Sorry, I told in the first service. See, if you come to most services like June here, you, you end up hearing some of these stories twice. Okay? I tried to change it a little bit, but it just my daughter is in college 15 years ago, and she is going to go with some other college students from Concordia Irvine over to Red China to teach one summer to teach Chinese teenagers to help speak English a little better. And I said, no, you can't go. 
is it too far away? It's halfway from the world. I don't have a passport. If something happens to you, you get sick, you get hurt, you get in trouble, I can't come over and help you, rescue you, make it all right. Which is what men do, right? We make them all fix it. I can't fix it. You can't go. And she says, Dad, you keep preaching that stuff in church about being available to the Holy Spirit, going where God leads you, even when it's inconvenient and dangerous and uncomfortable and all the rest. And I said, yeah, but that's for other people, not my daughter. <laughs> not my little girl. <clears throat> she went because her mother said so. <laughs> what can you do? When your daughter and your wife gang up on you, you don't have a chance, gentlemen. And she had a good time. Well, they able to evangelize and be used by the Holy Spirit. The results of staying connected, joy. Joy because we know that Jesus Christ is in us. Knowing that joy because we know that in Christ we are alive forever. Remember about three or four weeks ago the story that came out of Kenya, Africa? Muslim terrorists go to this university and kill the Christian students. What would you have done? Deny Christ? You're Christian? If you are, I'm going to kill you. What would you say? It happened in this country. It's happened more than once. Where people have gone into high schools or church youth groups and said, if you're a Christian, I'm going to kill you. What would you do? God would give us strength, give us courage. We can't sit here comfortably and say what we would do for sure. There were guns pointed at us. But for those African students. They said, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. Whether I live or die, I am the Lord's. And that's a, that's a fruit of that strong connection with Jesus Christ. When we are living in him, abiding in him, connected to him, experiencing his joy, his spirit in our lives, his guidance, his strength. We can say, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. No matter what. So we stay strong in the Lord. Stay connected to him. And the connection gets stronger and stronger as time goes on. If we let the Spirit of God in us, we come to him and say, Lord, be with me. Help me. Tell me to love and to serve and bear fruit for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.